You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Now let's get cooking, because I'm starving. With PodPower, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a PodPower shout-out to Your Forest, is a podcast about the natural world. Hearing stories about the environment, renewable resources, conservation, forestry, hunting, fishing, and more. This is a podcast for those who cannot live without the joys and wonders of all wild things. Find Your Forest wherever you get your podcasts or at yourforestpodcast.com. That's yourforestpodcast.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Three Kitchens Podcast. This is Erin Walker hosting you through another fun and budget-friendly recipe today. Oh, budget-friendly. Yes, I'm going to bring some tips and tricks for money-saving because my children are eating me out of house and home, (laughs) and maybe yours are too. Mm -hmm. But I haven't got around to saying hello to... Sarah and Heather. Hello, Erin. Good morning. Woohoo. <laughs> Woohoo. We're excited to be here. <laughs> you can tell this is our second recording of the morning because we're awake now. Or Erin sure is, anyways. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> awake. <laughs> well, you're talking about budget saving, but I, I was reading this article about something that is not budget maybe not budget friendly in all cases and ends up being stolen quite a bit so i wondered uh, what do you think is the most commonly stolen food or beverage product in the world water Hmm. i i mean i would just go with the impulse stuff at the cash register like a chocolate bar but it's probably not there what do you think sarah apples interesting it is cheese oh isn't that weird? <laughs> hmm. I get it. It's expensive because what? And it's in your bag. I guess. Okay, so cheese is the most frequently stolen food or beverage item in the world. An astonishing 4% of the world's cheese ends up stolen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to start laughing again. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I know. I know. Oh, boy. Okay. And this one's studied actually by the center for retail research it was studied you guys yeah how was this studied (laughs) i guess they probably talked to retailers about what most commonly disappears off the shelf god these academics sometimes (laughs) sorry i have to sarah they study cow farts so you know they're studying stolen cheese too (laughs) okay cheese (laughs) cheese is stolen more often than alcohol or junk food and I read this article in uh, time.com that had more cheese puns, more <laughs> cheesy cheese puns in this article than you could even, it's like, this is not Gouda for supermarkets. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so bad. Anyway. All right. I love um, it. It's to be expected. <laughs> oh. Okay. Course. And apparently it is not just random shoplifters who steal cheese to eat it themselves. Most of that 4% Don't tell is me there's a cheese cartel. <laughs> larger scale black market operations. Black market stolen cheese. It is a yes. cheese cartel. 
Yes, and it's resold to shops and restaurants. So oh. retailers are then buying black market cheese. We're gonna call this the queso cartel. Just Ooh. just so you know, this is That's... this is the official name now. I've. <laughs> We should go to a restaurant and before we get kicked out, <clears throat> turn to okay, the owner okay, and go, but, I know where you got this cheese. Yeah. Okay, listen mm -hmm. to this. There was one incident. A cheese theft included a two-year operation running from 2014 until 2016. Thieves operating in Italy's province of Reggio Emilia, it doesn't really matter, never mind that, um, stole an estimated $7 million worth of Parmesan cheese. <laughs> Oh, I guess I guess if it's a big operation, then it's worth. It. Is this kind of like the maple syrup scandal of <laughs> a few know. years back when a whole bunch of maple syrup yeah. was stolen in Canada? Like these are very. I remember this. Yeah. Yes, but I think this is ongoing. Like this is not just one huh. one time that some cheese was. <laughs> but look, if you can steal seven million dollars worth of cheese, that's one thing. I was just sort of imagining. Then she's all for it. She's all for it. If you can still <laughs> go back and make your, your profits. Yeah. If you're carrying all those rolls of Parmesan or whatever, however yes. they come in. But I was just imagining someone going in and sort of grabbing a piece of cheese and putting it into their pockets <laughs> and then reselling it outside. <laughs> this is where, you guys this want is some cheese? <laughs> <laughs> like, like showing the... The other side of their coat and it's got all these cheese hanging on it. <laughs> Which one do you want? I got the strings. I got the baby bells. <laughs> oh no, it's got the voice. Character that I've made up in my head. Now, now I'm imagining like this. We just watched the Italian job. So I'm imagining like a heist, but they're like rolling wheels down like a cobbled street. <laughs> yeah. And I believe there's some types of cheese, like what's like not allowed in, say, the U.S. Like unpasteurized, oh, unpasteurized cheeses and stuff, right? And there's like Canada whole, too. I think there's a whole like black market of the unpasteurized mm. yeah. specialty sort of cheeses. It's that, the raw milk market because it's because it's not allowed legally, and yeah. people like or raw it. dairy, raw dairy market. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There's a whole thing on how people think raw dairy is like curing their kids. Oh dear. Okay, no, guys, I don't want to go into this realm. <laughs> I was having fun with now the last one. But now who's the Debbie Downer? It's <laughs> not me. I put all my perk into the introduction. Now I'm bringing y'all down. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Just like the rest <laughs> of me. <laughs> Now she's back to the tits up. Now comment. back to the boobs that are just yeah. hanging down. <laughs> bringing you down, ladies. Oh, this show has All gone right. off the rails. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> what are you cooking? I am bringing in a budget-friendly uh, recipe that I've kind of taken and come up with over time. It's not anything groundbreaking. It is a chicken and rice dish. Chicken mm. and rice. Hmm. Chicken and rice is always delicious. Chicken and rice is always good. And this is a Central American spin on it called mm. arroz con pollo. Oh, yum. So. I don't know why I said that because I've never eaten it. <laughs> it just, it just sounds, sounds really good. better when you say arroz con pollo. It does. It right? totally does. Okay. So this is something that is going to teach you to take a whole chicken 
Ah, this is good. How to chop your chicken and save the back so that you're not throwing anything away because you're going to take your backs from your chicken and use that to make this meal. Oh, so I'm going to okay. teach you how to chop up a chicken. You better video this. I, I am going to video this and it's going to be on our YouTube page. So Sarah, your video editing, get your fingers ready. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll explain all the cost savings in the second half. You're going to make a stock using the backs that you save from chopping mm -hmm. your chicken. And then with that broth, you're going to cook your rice in that broth. And then you're going to debone your backs and take all the extra meat mm. that's kind of just left behind when you chop up a chicken. And that's going to be the chicken that goes into your chicken and rice. And then a bunch of yummy vegetables. And then this has a couple things that are um, from Costa Rica. The achiote paste, which is annatto seeds that are kind of made into like a powder or a paste that adds like a really great red color to this. Mm. And my favorite thing that mm. I source from there, the Lozano salsa. So it's a sauce that's made from a whole bunch of spices and stuff that you don't need a lot of that you can source at a latin american store and just adds the greatest flavor to this and you can make this as a side if you make enough of it it can be a main you can have it in the morning you can have it for lunch and i kind of call it like a free meal in my house because i'm getting all the meat from the leftover part of my chicken that i don't even intend to really cook up right mm -hmm. Yeah. So what kind of rice? It's a long grain rice with this. Basmati. Which is actually a great rice when you cook it in stock. I think basmati, the long grain is the way to go. I like the long grain in a stock. And yeah. this one is really good because when you like on your backs of your chicken, you've got a nice big strip of fat. Mm -hmm. And so um, when you make this chicken stock, it's got a lot of fat in it and that just makes that rice so good like you need yeah. that layer of mm. fat with your broth when you pour it in to cook it and it just mm -hmm. oh it just adds so much good flavor and this will create extra stock that you can keep and freeze in your fridge or freezer and this is going to make a delicious stock that you can use this is going to teach you how to save money on your price per kilogram for chicken and your family's gonna love it mm. nice a lot of goals with this one. It's a great camping meal. Nice. It's delicious and warm and yummy. And I find it's pretty quick and easy to make, even if you have to make the stock that night. So, oh, very well, this good. is, yeah, sounds delicious. I don't have a lot to say right now, but um, hopefully I'll produce a whole bunch of good content. <laughs> I have never chopped apart whole chicken. So, what kind of knife do you need for that? I don't think I have a proper knife for chopping apart a chicken, just a regular knife. Oh, the okay. key, I'll, I'll go into this in the second half, but I okay. will give you the advice here. I won't make you wait. Uh, <laughs> the key is not going, you never go through the bone. You always have to cut at the joint mm -hmm. and then you're good. Okay. Time to roll up your sleeves, get your hands dirty. It's butcher hour. It's going to be, I'm teaching you, I'm butchering, I'm making stock. And then we're using up all those leftovers to make a meal. So mm -hmm. I'm going to compare the price the kilogram price of this chicken that you can mm. buy to what you pay for boneless, skinless right. chicken breasts yeah. and mm -hmm. for bone-in, skin-on chicken thighs and drumsticks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is a great way to cut your cost in terms of price per kilogram 
I kind of like the fact that instead of buying a chicken that's been processed and chopped up in a factory, you're doing it at home. Great idea. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. That's all I got about that. It's going to be good. Today's episode is brought to you by The Pulse. Want to start your day informed? Check out The Pulse, Taproot's daily news briefing. The Pulse tells you what you need to know about Edmonton every weekday morning. You'll get short, informative updates about what's happening at City Hall, plus coverage of business, tech, food, the arts, and more. You'll also get a little bit of whimsy from features such as A Moment in History and the weekly podcast pick. And it's free. Sign up today at taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. That's taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. Bienvenidos a los tres cocinas. Uh, I think I'm supposed oh. to say hello now. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> Hola. We're back with arroz con pollo. Oh, got it. See? She's like, why, what's with Now I know why we're speaking Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> or you're speaking Spanish. So I'm not. <laughs> well, the thing is, the time between first recording and second recording is sometimes enough space that we forget, like, the name of the doing? recipe. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we working on? What did we eat? Yeah. Well, I remember what I ate. I just didn't remember yes. what it was. The name yes, of that, that we always seem to remember. <laughs> yeah, the food's yeah. there. The words are unimportant. Mm -hmm. But for everybody else who wants to know the name of this, it is chicken and rice or uh, arroz con pollo. And I thought I would say it in French now. Riz avec pollo. How do you say chicken? Poulet. 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 <laughs> Oh my God, cut that out. Yeah. Riz No, I'm putting that in. She has too much power, Sarah, the editing power. That's true. Oh, That's I true. do. But then, but then where are the two idiots that keep talking? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So you can't really blame her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm sure I, my Spanish is impeccable. Sounds good to me, but you know. Ha, see, fooling everyone. So we've got this chicken and rice that is money saving that is teaching you a new skill and I think is pretty freaking delicious. So let's start talking about the chicken or I got a whole chicken mm -hmm. and I chopped it in two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then chicken wings, eight, mm -hmm. nine, 10, 11. So like 11 pieces is what the chicken turned out chopped into. Sorry, I had to do the math there. Mm -hmm. Count all the things. She's counting on her fingers. Eleven fingers. She's. Got. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those special skills I have. <laughs> when you go and buy a whole chicken at the store, I wrote down some prices while I was there, and this is the per kilogram price. Um, a whole chicken, and I bought the free from free range blah 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 chicken. So it, you could get it for cheaper per kilogram than this. So I even you know. I went, I bumped up a bracket to the, the fancy mm, chicken, the fancy chicken, <laughs> the chicken who was probably say it raised the same way, but they're marking it up by putting uh, a different sticker on it. It's so, so cynical. It's, <laughs> it, whatever. So those are 1232 a kilogram. If you okay, wanted good. to go and buy chicken breasts, you're paying $23 a kilogram. Oh. So right there, mm. you're saving $10 a kilogram just to chop up this chicken and get the breasts if you want. Good stuff, Erin. So mm -hmm. great saving. Also, if you want to buy thighs or legs that are bone in, skin on, you're still paying 13 bucks a kilogram. 
So you're still saving money on every right. piece of meat per kilogram. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you are gaining an extra piece that back of the chicken that you can't go buy chicken backs, but they are an awesome way to make your broth and the meat that you can harvest off the chicken backs is used in this recipe. So I like to call that free meat because right. essentially this is stuff that <laughs> would just get tossed away. Right. right. Free meat. <laughs> free meat. <laughs> Come over for some free meat, guys. <laughs> if anyone ever tries to sell you free meat, probably don't go for it. <laughs> but you can trust me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Um, go on to YouTube and check out this video of how you can chop your chicken into pieces to save yourself money. And I did this video in real time. It took me six minutes to do. When I first started doing this, it took me more like 15 because it took some time to get the hang of it. But right. essentially you are cutting through the joints on all of the bones. So you're not, you don't need like some big fancy knife. You don't need a ton of strength to do this. You just have to know where to find the joints and you can cut through those to make your chicken legs, your chicken thighs. Um, taking it off the breastbone is a little bit finicky, I'm gonna say, just because you have to feel around and find that little spot where the breast tissue connects to the middle. Cartilage or Yeah, is like it cartilage? It's, I'm not sure that the, the hmm. middle breastbone of the body. Thingamajig. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, thingamajig. <laughs> The technical I, term. I claim not to be an anatomist, so I will mm -hmm. go with thingamajig. A chicken anatomist. <laughs> I'm not a... <laughs> and free meat. All right, sorry. So you can really save yourself money and time doing this. Mm -hmm. I like to save all my chicken wings when I chop up my chickens. And after every seven chickens, it's wings night in my house. Right. <laughs> I use these backs to make my broth and I get the free meat off of them. Mm -hmm. And I plan my meals so that I use the breasts and the legs and thighs. Nice. No, that's mm -hmm. great. Sounds great. Yep. So it's a great way to stretch a buck, especially now that prices are going Mm -hmm. I was just at the grocery store yesterday. Oh, I have to I'm go broke tomorrow. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to make this chicken stock, you're going to take the backs of three chickens. You're going to add 12 cups of water. You add tomato, onion, red pepper, celery, carrot, garlic, uh, peppercorns, thyme, and a bay leaf. Okay. So throw that all into a soup pot boil it on the stove for about an hour and a half to two hours. One thing I really like about making broth out of these chicken backs is there's lots of skin on mm -hmm. the chicken backs. And so you get a nice fatty broth. Right. And I really like that chicken fat when you go to make the rice, mm -hmm. if there's a good amount of fat in the water or oil of any type, mm -hmm. it really coats like a long grain rice nicely. And so it's not as fluffy and sticky. It's more like coated in that so much good flavor. Yeah. Oh, I get so excited about this. Yeah. Rice. She's really excited about I this. I am. So <laughs> after about an hour and a half to two hours of boiling your chicken stock, mm -hmm. it will reduce by about a third. So you'll okay. get about eight to nine cups of broth. You only need two cups of broth for this recipe. Okay. So that means you have about six extra cups of broth to that you can put into mason jars and toss in your freezer. Nice. So now 
not only are you saving money on your chicken meat, you also don't have to buy cartons of broth. Well, you get homemade broth. That's fantastic, you have right? Homemade yeah. broth. Mm -hmm. And it tastes 110 times better. The other great thing about this is I never salt my chicken broth when I'm making my chicken stock. Mm -hmm. Make it unsalted so that when you cook with it in your recipes, you salt at that point. And then if you're, you know, if you're adding it to something that's already got salt in it, it doesn't right. over salt it. Mm -hmm. And so that you can kind of adjust those levels. But just remember to salt to taste anything that you cook with your broth, and then you're good to go. Nice. The only thing you have to remember, as we hear from Aaron every so often, is to plan ahead and take it out of the freezer. <laughs> because when it's in a mason jar, it's a big block and it takes some time to thaw. It so, does. Um, yeah. Just keep that in mind. I also like to put broth into, when I make broth, I put it in ice cube trays. <gasps> yes. And then when they're frozen, pop them out into zip lock bags. And then you can just take out the number of 12 ice cubes makes 1.5 cups of broth when it thaws out. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. Cute. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Heather. It's more work because you got to do all the little finicky, stupid ice cube trays and then pop them out and then do more mm -hmm. and then pop mm -hmm. them out. Like it is more work for sure. But that's a great way to keep them for instant broth on hand. All right. So you've chopped up your chicken. You've made your own chicken stock. You're going to cook your rice now in two cups of this broth. So a cup of rice and two cups of broth to make your arroz for your arroz con pollo. And then you've got your chicken backs that you've taken out of your broth. I recommend putting them on the counter for about 15 or 20 minutes so that they cool down because it's really hot picking off all the little pieces of meat off of the chicken mm -hmm. back <clears throat> while they're piping hot. Off of three backs, I get about a cup and a half to two cups maybe of meat off Ooh. of those backs okay. that goes into this. That's the free meat, guys. <laughs> Free meat! Free meat! <laughs> All right, so you can put that in a little container. You can toss that in your freezer. You can make chicken salad if you want with it instead. Like even if you're just making the broth, the, using the backs to make the broth, right? you can use that free meat wherever you want. Right. However, I recommend you use it as your pollo in your arroz con pollo. <laughs> Is anyone keeping count? Start having a drink every time Aaron yeah. speaks Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Now, for the vegetables, you're going to, on a medium saucepan, heat up butter and olive oil. Uh, you're going to fry up onion, red pepper, garlic, carrots, and a cup of frozen corn. Mm -hmm. Fry that all up until it starts to soften. And then you're going to add in your spices, which are uh, something called achiote paste, salt, cumin, and paprika. So achiote paste is just chili paste, right? No, achiote oh. paste is a paste made from annatto seeds. Oh, right. And so you can find this mm -hmm. in a Latin American specialty store. I was at the Unimarket just yesterday picking some stuff up and one of those things was achiote paste. If you keep it in your freezer, it l will last forever. Mm -hmm. And it uh, it ha doesn't have a super strong flavor and it's a great dark, like very bright red color. So it adds a great color to things. Like the paste usually has some other stuff mixed into it. So it makes a good, it's got good flavor to it. You can use it for marinating meat. You can use it in a whole bunch of different places. Nice. Okay. Pantry item you might want to get. 
So once you've got it all fried up, you're adding in at the very end two tablespoons of Lozano salsa. And this is the key ingredient that makes this taste so super duper wonderful. <laughs> it is a uh, Costa Rican condiment that I don't know what is in it. It is a whole <laughs> blend of vegetables and spices and stuff. You can also throw in a can of black beans. I was going to do mm. this and completely forgot to buy some because I thought I had some in my cupboard. So yours was sans frijoles. She's uh, talking Spanish again. Have your drink, everyone. <laughs> Reviews. Oh, oh, it's time. <laughs> Did you hear, listeners, what went into it? Of course it was freaking good. It was flavorful. It was so flavorful. The rice was flavorful. It was great. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like a fried rice. But without the fried rice without, texture. Um, yeah, it's not quite the same. It's not the same texture, but it reminds me of a fried rice because right. you got your veggies, you got your meat, you got kind of a whatever spices in there. Mm -hmm. And I think you could scramble egg and toss that in if yeah. you wanted a little extra. Mm -hmm. um, I always like egg with rice. I think it's good. Mm -hmm. um, it was mild. Like there's nothing in it that's like going to hit you. Like right. there's no, not, it's not spice, mm -hmm. but it's just like this consistent, warm kind of flavor. I mm -hmm. don't even, I didn't even really know how to describe it. It's just like. It's like comfort food and yeah. it wasn't like no one ingredient popped out at mm -hmm. me. Yeah. However, though, you could taste that the rice was flavored. And the other thing that cooking it in this broth in the fatty broth was that each rice was not sticky anymore so it was all like individual grains of rice yeah. if that makes sense you know what i'm it's like fried rice but without fried rice right yeah that's what I'm, i mean that's a t maybe a, not a good analogy because mm -hmm. i can't quite describe what i mean but i would just say that it's like the spanish version if you're used to like a fried rice this is sort of like an alternative that's not mm -hmm. fried but gives you that same sort of comfort yeah. Yeah. yeah and i love the fact that you've utilized every single part of the chicken you've like mm, drained yeah. it for everything that it's worth <laughs> if i'm paying 12 dollars a kilogram for my chicken yeah. i want mm -hmm. every single piece of chicken off that right. bird yeah. even use. the juices for the broth even the juices for the broth okay i have a question about broth go for it as i'm cooking when i've got vegetable odds and ends yes when you've got like the carrot end or the celery bit that maybe you're not eating the or the leaves from the celery or like un like little spare onion bits or whatever I throw them in a bag and I keep it in the freezer and then mm -hmm. when I want to make broth I put that in do you do that when you make your broth or is it all like so for this one because I'm using so if you look at the recipe half an onion is used in the broth and half an onion is fried up for the vegetables so mm, I usually okay. just take a whole onion chop it in half Half goes in my broth, half, half I dice up and I use right. in my veggies. Okay. Yep. Same thing for the red pepper. But I do keep my cutoff ends and I use that in broths as well. I kind of have two broth recipes that I use. This one I specifically use for the arroz con pollo mm. just because it's got some different things in there like the red pepper, like the tomato. Yeah. Whereas my other broth doesn't have those things. Maybe I'll post both broths up on the website. And really, you can do whatever you want for broth. As long as you're putting oh, yeah. some veggies, some spices, and the chicken in there. This is really delicious. But that's a really good tip of 
don't compost the things that you take off, like your carrot cuts and your celery ends and your onion ends and whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't compost it. Toss it in a bag and make your broth out of it. And then you're sucking the juice out of those veggies mm -hmm. <laughs> before the they peels. get composted. You can keep the peels. If you've, yes. if you've washed a carrot and then peeled it, the peel's good. Just toss yep. that in your bag too, right? Just compost the rotten stuff. That's what I always like. If it's mushy, say bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. But anything else you can pretty much keep and yes. make use of. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, that's a good tip. This was delicious. And I've yep. never cut, oh, I've never butchered a chicken. So I am going to be carefully watching that YouTube video and learning because honestly, I will buy a whole chicken because it is cheaper, but I'll usually just roast the whole chicken. And yeah. then we use all the bits and pieces and then the bones go in for the broth. Right. Yeah. Another tip actually is you could freeze that, those bones for later. Yeah. If you didn't want to make the broth the same day, just put those backs and whatever bones into a bag or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. container and put that in your freezer for later as well. That's exactly what I do because often I am not going to buy three chickens and butcher all three chickens unless the bag of three chickens mm. is on the buy me now oh, right. shelf. Sometimes <laughs> it is. Sometimes yeah. we do get bags of three chickens. If you get 30% off of 12 bucks a kilogram, <laughs> then you are paying $4 less. Mm -hmm. You're paying yeah. 8 bucks a kilogram for your mm -hmm. chicken. Guys, the numbers make sense. <laughs> Look how you can save money around your food. Like it is so exciting to be able to save money and eat better. Homemade mm -hmm. broth. Totally. Learn how to do this new skill and save some money. Sounds great. And it tasted yeah. delicious. And eat well. So when you make it for your family, Erin, do you just do one cup of rice? Three backs, the one cup of rice, the can of beans, and then all the vegetables. Okay. And you can choose because depending on how your kids feel about all these ingredients, mm -hmm. you can serve the rice with the veggies on top and the chicken on top. You can mm -hmm. mix it all together like I did for yours. Mm -hmm. You know, you can add the beans in, heat them up in another pot and add them in per serving if mm -hmm. you like beans or not. Like you can really customize it as to what you like. And the fried right. egg on there is always mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. If you have the time just to fry up an egg and flop it on top, Oh, yum. So many ways that you can change this up and make it delicious. Yeah. And you can even cook your fried egg in a little bit of that Lozano salsa, kind of like Sarah made her pesto eggs. Oh, yum. And then your egg is like, wah. Yeah. So Yummy. good. You can also, if you have leftovers, put it in a wrap. Yes. With like lettuce and cheese, shredded cheese and tortilla. avocado. Yeah, in a mm. tortilla wrap. My kids love when there's like leftover Spanish yeah. or Mexican rice. Mm -hmm. Wrap it up. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Absolutely. This is a great versatile recipe. Yeah, versatile dish. You can eat it so many different ways. You can customize it to whatever you like. You can make leftovers go farther. And if you just ate a giant turkey and you've got leftover turkey. Yeah. Ding dong. Great. Put it <laughs> in here, darling. <laughs> Ding dong. Free more free meat. Ding free dong. Meat. <laughs> Great job, Erin. I love it. I hope everyone goes out and gives this one a try because I think it is such a delicious, tasty meal and it is good stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it comes at a great time when prices are of food is really 
skyrocketing. Yeah. Everybody just do it how you do it and go make the rose come for you. And what she said, what she said, go make what she said. <laughs> Gracias, amigos. Gracias. Gracias. And now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com. And remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and review, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. However good your Spanish is, your French just, <laughs> wow.